The Investigator's Toolbox is here. Are you a licensed investigator, an investigative or security professional? How would you like to gain work-based skills, be more productive, and grow your business? Well, welcome to the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out this industry-changing website that's pioneering into the future today. You can network with other investigators in our forums. You can take a webinar, check out a blog, or read an article to brush up on your skills. You can visit our vast resource catalog of research websites and bookmark them in your own private library. Everybody's talking about the Investigator's Toolbox. This really is the future of networking, learning, and resource management. Check this out. For a limited time, we're offering a legacy discount for new members. If you sign up early, we'll save you 25%. Take advantage of exclusive discounts from site partners like Crosstracks, Delvepoint, PI Magazine, Hetherington Group, ScopeNow, Paraben, and so many more. Just visit the website investigators-toolbox.com and check out the demo video in the Who We Are section. Can you afford 41 cents a day? If the answer is yes, then don't delay. Join the community. Investigatorstoolbox.com. These discounts won't last. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Hey, everybody, it's Matt. Before we jump into the show today, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that uh, the folks at Paraben have done something really cool. They are giving away 10 seats to PFIC 2020. That is their yearly conference. It involves digital forensics. You'll get 19 continuing education credits. The value of each seat is $99. So they've been incredibly generous. If you guys are interested, please, please email me at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S, as in Sam, at satellitepi.com. If you're interested, Shoot me an email and we'll get you in the raffle. We're going to give away 10 seats uh, in the next uh, week, week and a half. Uh, The event's September 22nd and 23rd. I'm really, really excited for this. I was looking at the roster of the people speaking here. It's it's pretty amazing. So if you're interested, send me an email. $99 value, 19 continuing education credits. Paraben, thank you. You guys were awesome. Thank you for the support. Have at it, guys. Send me an email. Here we go into the show. Well, welcome to the one-year anniversary show. Before we get started, we wanted to sincerely thank you, the listener, for supporting the show, supporting our sponsors, and for helping this show grow at an incredible rate. As you heard, we're celebrating today with some giveaways. You can enter to win a free seat at Paraben's PFIC conference next week. And stick around till the end and find out how to win a free subscription to the Investigator's Toolbox. We also want to welcome our newest sponsor, usabugsweeps.com. Thank you for supporting the show. Now keep listening for their great offer for referrals. Our guest today is Chris Salgado from All Points Investigations. Chris is a former managing investigator at Facebook. The guys discuss research methodology and how to approach research in an efficient manner. Chris also writes for PI Magazine. So let's get on with the show. Please welcome Chris Salgado and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Well, today is actually the one year anniversary. This is episode number 52. And today we have a special guest, the latest author for PI Magazine, uh, the columnist, 
Chris Salgado. Uh, he's one of the new guys at PI Magazine. He works for All Points Investigations. And he had a great article out in the July-August issue on the foundation of an aggressive OSINT um, operation. And I thought it was a great article. I reached out to him and said, hey, man, can you come on and, and talk to us? So I want to welcome Chris to the program. Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of blown away by your article. I thought it was really great. Just kind of like a pep talk to investigators who may be a little stressed out when they're doing their research. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your, your background? So you, you own All Points Investigations and, and kind of walk me back uh, with your experience and how you got into the business. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So yeah, you're correct. I'm co-owner of All Points Investigations. Uh, it's a uh, All Point, excuse me, an investigations firm out of Florida. I co-own it with my partner, Mike Diorio Jr., who's um, a retired federal agent. He was with the U.S. Secret Service for several years, and then he switched gears to Customs and Border Protection as a federal agent there for several years, collectively a federal agent for about 23, 24 years, something like that. So he's retired from the federal government, and um, he's been on my kind of tail coat or coattails for several years just saying, hey, let's get something together. Right. Kind of serendipity happened, and we just put together all points investigations, and we focus on brand protection global services, both physical and cyber investigations. Uh, we also dabble in insurance investigations, uh, workers' comp, SIU, stuff like that. But yeah, the primary focus is really brand protection. Sure. And uh, we're working with lots of different types of clients, uh, really that run the gamut of industries. We're having a lot of fun with it, offering global operations, and we're busy on all the continents. Most of the contacts, excuse me. Um, and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, before that, um, so the company's new. It's just about two years old, maybe a little under two years old. Right. Prior to then, I was actually a uh, investigator at Facebook. And uh, I helped uh, build the investigations division there. Um, did a lot of really cool stuff there, um, mostly on the cyber end. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Did that for uh, a few years. Collectively, first I was a, a contractor with Pinkerton Investigations, and then moved over to uh, Facebook as a uh, employee there, right. and helped build, like I said, the investigations division for lots of different types of investigations, threat management, uh, asset protection, lots of different stuff. You know, helped build the internal components of that. There's a lot that I can't really. Yeah. Yeah. No, divulge, I don't want you going in, but, into uh, all that. Definitely. No, no sure, violating yeah, NDAs today, please. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> yeah. And I definitely want to respect their, frankly put their allowances that they gave me by, sure. you know, bringing me on and charging me with certain duties and helping them out. And they certainly did me a good favor by just bringing me on, you know, again, for, as a Pinkerton and then, right. you know, bringing me on as a Facebook employee and having me uh, assist with that. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun there. Really enjoyed it. Prior to then, I was in Chicago as a private investigator for about 15 years, doing lots of different types of investigations, mostly physical, but dabbling yeah. into uh, cyber world as well. Most of the 15 years was um, insurance-related investigations, workers' comp, surveillance, SIU stuff like that, right. accident scene investigations. And then I pivoted into, inside those 15 years, I pivoted into brand protection. Um, my um, couple firms ago, um, I met an individual that um, was heading up the brand protection division, and uh, I really enjoyed 
what it was about on paper and kind of tugged his ear and said, Hey, I'm interested, you know, how can I help you? And, uh, I really enjoyed what brand protection was about this right. was, uh, several, several years ago. And, uh, I helped him, uh, build it up uh, very minimally. He did a lot of the uh, heavy work, heavy lifting. Uh, but nonetheless, I was in the picture doing um, a good job building up the Midwest region. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there I managed helped manage about 400 investigators across the globe right. for um, operations, both, again, insurance, but leaning more towards the brand protection realm. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the taste of brand protection. And since then, I've pretty much stuck with that. And uh, that's when I Pinkerton got a hold of me and said, hey, Chris, we hear you like to uh, to build stuff. You know, so can you help us out with building a system over, you know, in California? And climbed aboard that opportunity, and um, it was really cool stuff. Was there for, you know, a decent chunk of time, and then, um, like I said, my partner was talking to me and trying to promote us doing our own thing. Right. And um, and I, I resigned from Facebook and uh, started tending to our business here, All Points Investigations, and it's it's gone really well. Last year, I gave um, a couple of. Uh, speaking sessions to uh in germany and uh amsterdam just internationally right. to members of interpol europol and the eu commission on how to conduct effective physical and cyber investigations and uh, it was well received if i may and i uh, really enjoyed it lots of really cool opportunities that's led us to today and again i do appreciate uh, you inviting me on cause, yeah uh, absolutely know, i think it's a great opportunity yeah, and I think what fascinated me so much you know, when we're we're talking a bit about your background and all that is uh, you know just just that idea of of having this big you know global community or of, of investigators and running a big shop like that you know four hundred people plus people around the globe to now all of a sudden you know more of a you know I'm starting a smaller business and you know we're going to handle things a little yeah. bit differently and just having to pivot. And change your model, I thought was really, uh, really interesting. And, you know, it seems like you, you have been tagged a few times to basically start up a division or, or, or put together a unit to do investigative work. So, you know, I feel like you, you definitely understand what it takes to to do that. And then you do training on top of that, right? Because you do, that's part of your business model too, right? You go around to different corporations and, and you, you train your techniques and what you do to different businesses, Correct. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really enjoy it, and and that's correct. I've had great opportunities a few times to um, to build systems inside companies and decent sized companies too. And um, yeah, I've been very uh, fortunate to be able to be given that kind of blank slate to help create what you know what they envision, what I envision, and we work at it collectively. Make sure we're you know aligned uh, in in the vision, right, in the rollout of the. Uh, of the reality of the vision, right? Sure. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. I mean, before um, Pinkerton, I was, uh, you know, I managed, uh, I was Midwest Regional Director with a firm and I managed, you know, I was in Chicago, I managed, um, you know, the operations there. Um, and uh, it, it was great. That's when I managed about 400 investigators uh, with a team, you know, it wasn't just me. Right. And uh, it was great how we just built up that system and put together a really good book of business. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the team that I was working with that allowed me to come on board with them and work with them in sure. whatever capacity I can. Um, and I was in charge of uh, recruiting and training. Like you said, I've also built 
um, online modules for investigators. In Illinois, I was in charge of training investigators, both online as well as classroom training, because right. each state, as you know, Matt, each state has their own um, it's all different. Yeah. on how to <laughs> yeah. you know, get licensing and training for as a PI, right? Well, right. Illinois is no exception to that, and right. it's actually uh, a little bit more stringent when it comes to that. So you have to, one of the elements is you have to attend some kind of formalized training, right? So I put together that program for our investigators inside Illinois, and it went really well. That's it great. went really well. And I don't like to just do things myself and, and grab a kudos and leave. You know, I like right. to do things myself, uh, build the system and train people on it because I like to mimic a system, right? A healthy system can exist without Chris Salgado, right? So I don't want to be a, um, a bottleneck yeah. to anyone's system. So I like to put it together, train folks on how it goes and either step away onto a new project or manage that a little bit more seamlessly, um, charge individuals with, you know, helping to run that and then kind of tend to, to other items. So I I really enjoy doing that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's definitely quite a difference between going from, you know, managing larger operations like that, like at Facebook, you know, to, you know, what Mike and I started, you know, whatever it was under two years ago. I think, um, um, a little terrifying too. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I think that, um, people that succeed in doing this type of work are always identify the replacements when they get there. Right. You know, someone who's, who's going to do well, identify somebody that will take their place eventually. Those are, those are thought leaders. Those are people that do well in the, our industry is you're getting into a situation where you're saying, okay, how can I set this up and, and continue to let it thrive even when I'm not here? I mean, I've seen that model, um, succeed in, in, in so many different avenues when you approach it that way. But I think, yes, if you're setting something up where, you know, the walls are going to fall off if uh, Chris Salgado is not there, that's a problem. Before we, we jump into um, more of the topic and the stuff we want to we want to talk about, uh, to me, like, I, I'm just fascinated by the idea of, of working for an organization like Facebook, or, you know, that type of thing, and, and just the, the times of what were, was going on, not specifically any particular instance, but as the environment itself was changing, right? So, you know, Facebook really became a marketplace. It became a place for to get your news, to get all that. Like, you were right in the middle of, of, of all that as it was happening. It must have been fascinating to see this thing breathe life and take a direction because nobody thought it was going to go into a direction that, that it went in. Uh, and those who were smart and invested money in it early on really benefited from this animal that this thing be, became. I can only imagine, you know, how do you prepare for something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great time. It was a great opportunity. Um, you know, it was serendipitous because when Pinkerton approached me, um, I was looking for another opportunity. It was in Chicago. The idea of going to California during the next upcoming winter of Chicago, right. very satisfying too. <laughs> um, you know, but easy just, sell. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to sound silly here, but you know, everything really did line up. It just really worked out. And um, you know, when I jumped ship and headed over to California, again, it was more of the same, just kind of things adding up and stuff. And right. as far as the timing goes, it was great timing because I had. Uh, I mean, I definitely had a decent book of business in helping to build uh, what was built at Facebook, right? I surely did not do that alone. I had a team of individuals that charged me to, you know, help them build stuff, right? Um, Help them make their vision a reality. And I'm very thankful that they allowed me to do that. And 
and I'm yeah, I'll even say that I'm I'm very fortunate to have been given that given that opportunity um, because. I really enjoyed myself over there, learned a whole lot of stuff. And as you said, you know, the timing was really, really key because just factually during, you know, speaking about timing, I was there when Cambridge Analytica broke, right? Right. I was there when uh, there were allegations (laughs) of another state acting on our platform, right? Well, I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me neither. <laughs> but so my timing was really good as yeah. far as um, being able to um, really engage on a most impactful way um, as much as I can. Right? right. A lot of it was through the team that I worked with, but it was, it was really great. Again, I really learned a lot. I did a lot of stuff over there and I'm very proud of what I did. I'm very proud of the individuals that brought me on and, and kept me on for as long as they did. Right. Um, and uh, it was, it was just great timing. Um, and to walk out of there, you know, the largest social media platform to walk out of there with the knowledge that I have now with, you know, continuing on in investigations. And obviously we all use different cyber methodologies, right. And different platforms and stuff to walk out of there with that piece of knowledge on how to maybe put my firm a little bit more, uh, over another firm and having a little bit more of a competitive edge, um, because of the knowledge, you know, it's, it's great. And it's, it's nothing illegal, nothing unethical. It's just, you know, the knowledge that you obtain. It's your domain knowledge. It's it's, it's your, it's your expertise, right? They're, they're buying your, Uh, your experience essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I like to think that I walked away um, from that great opportunity. I like to think that I walked away with, you know, some decent knowledge to give me a a competitive advantage over another firm, right? And if I may, I do believe that it has led to that. Um, We're doing great. I mean, we're just under two years old and as a company, uh, and, uh, you know, we're, like I said, we're we're nearly firing on all cylinders all across the globe on various types of investigations, heavy right. cyber investigations, um, heavy physical investigations in China and Hong Kong and lots of different areas. Sure. And, and I'd like to think that, um, you know, some of it is from our capabilities and our kind of uh, uh, roster of potential clients and investigators that we've amassed. Mike and I have amassed inside collectively over 40 something years or so, maybe sure. 50, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gone really well and, um, we definitely like to, uh, to keep it going. Great. Okay. So we're going to jump out real quick and take a sponsor break. And when we come back in, I want to talk a little more about your business. And I want to talk more about this whole uh, methodology of, of doing OSIN investigations and basically recommendations on how to, how to press forward into that stuff and just give some tips and things. So everybody sit tight. We're going to take a break real quick and we will be right back. Are you using a case management system? The answer is no. You should really rethink that process, right? So as you guys know, Crosstrax has been an amazing sponsor of the show. They've just been uh, really supportive. As you guys also know, I didn't used to have a case management system. I was uh, the investigator that was fighting them tooth and nail. I finally decided to give it a whirl. What a great decision, right? During the COVID shutdown, I was able to actually roll my whole business into it and get completely up and running. And um, my clients love it. I mean, just today, I got a, a phone call from a client of mine who just couldn't believe how easy it was to access everything and uh, how invoices were there. He actually asked me to go back and upload all my prior cases and put it into Crosstracks. 
I've been doing business with that firm for, I don't know, about eight years. So uh, it's a lot of cases. Yeah, if you don't use a case management system, you should, right? You should check it out. Give Crosstracks a shot. Contact Brad or one of the teammates over there and uh, they'll get you up and running with a trial and see if it's for you. If you have used Crosstracks and it's been a while and uh, you're not happy with the system that you're in, go check them out. They're doing a lot of really cool new things and uh, see if it's right for you. If you're unhappy with the system that you're in right now, contact them. You know The ability for them to roll your system into their system is very easy. Again, you guys know they've been sponsoring the program and I can't say uh, enough good things about them, but uh, make your own decision, right? Give it a shot on your own and see if it's right for you. Did you get the latest issue of PI Magazine? Make sure you visit PIMagazine.com if you don't subscribe already. Check out Matt's column on Podcasting 101 and PI Perspectives. What do you do when you get calls for bug sweeps? Did you know USABugsweeps.com, the number one TSCM provider in the country, pays you a 20% commission for converted sales leads? Stop turning money away. USABugsweeps.com uses top-rated technology, and they cover all of the United States. So save time and make money today. Contact USABugsweeps.com and mention PIP20. Delve Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in depth in your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You don't want to miss these. Visit DelvePoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. Have you signed up for the Investigator's Toolbox yet? What are you waiting for? Don't miss out. The legacy discount is ending very soon and you'll miss a great opportunity. Are you serious about growing your business and increasing your knowledge base? Register today at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Use code PIP201836 and save an extra 15 bucks. Stick around at the end for details on how to win a free membership. And welcome back, everybody. This is a PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. I'm here with Chris Elgato today from All Points Investigations. Chris, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. All right. So uh, digging in right here, uh, getting right to the nitty gritty of it. So your business, you work internationally, right? You handle all different types of uh, accounts. And, and, I, and you know one of the things um, in your article that you had written for PI Magazine in the July-August uh, issue you, you talk about this enormity of a project, right? When you start doing research, it's not that you can't find things. Sometimes there's just too much, right? And then this whole idea of it's a false positive, but it really is a positive positive. You just haven't researched enough or there wasn't enough uh, information. So why don't you um, just dig on that and um, kind of break it down a little bit for me, like how you approach these things. Yeah, sure. I mean, the internet is, is, unending right and uh, there's a lot of information out there now of course that doesn't mean you have a plethora or rather unending amount of information on your particular subject but the the resource is definitely there and you're talking about you know potentially threefold or at least three avenues you're talking about the surface web the deep web and the dark web right there's no single investigation out there uh, in my mind that can go without any kind of cyber investigation, um, you have to check something. If you're doing a simple workers' comp investigation, 
you want to go ahead and check that social media to make sure that one, you're going to hit the right address, right? And then two, you're going to hit the right address at the right time because if all of a sudden you're engaged to go out tomorrow, you know, Friday, whatever it may be, and you identify on social media that the person is going on a seven day vacation somewhere else, they're not going to be home on that Friday. Well, you've now been able to strategically um, manipulate your surveillance schedule, right? And all in the interest of the client, they're going to be very happy with that. There's a lot of different angles that you can take on that. And then certainly there's uh, investigations that are fully cyber-based, right? So what does that mean for your particular case at hand? Well, as you said, there's a plethora of information out there. And it's a lot of times it's not that you can't find information, it's that you need to identify which is impactful or rather which is relevant um, i'll say for your investigation for your subject right and good luck to you if you've got like a john smith that you have to (laughs) investigate somewhere you know but there's ways of kind of peeling yeah there's there's ways of peeling that onion and trying to get to the the crux of the situation but you have to incorporate a lot of different avenues but but yeah just simply put you know there's a, a large mountain of information there's a lot of false positives, whether it's subscriptive-based um, information results, um, or if it's you just doing, you know, putting in some elbow grease into your computer and trying to unveil as much information about your subject there. And we all come across it. We all come across. Um, sometimes you do hit get a lack of results, but in my opinion, that's just kind of short-sighted. You know, you need to move on to different uh, options, different resources. Um, but how do you? uncover that? How do you make sure that your investigative agenda for OSINT is as fine-tuned as possible, right? And that comes out with uh, the article that I pushed out in PI Magazine and certainly a lot more than that um, as far as the detailed level goes. Um, lots of different avenues to to kind of unpack that. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's can be intimidating, right? And then you know, we also have the idea of, you know, understanding that there is AI that's looking through all this information and, and essentially taking things out uh, of your search queue at times and, you know, understanding that can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Um, so there's there's definitely white noise there that needs to be called through, but sometimes it's better to look at it. And when we start leaning on AI to do too much of that for us, there are loopholes and things are missed, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it- Algorithms are changing constantly or nearly constantly, right? right? And you have an algorithm that's either going to work with you or work work against you. And a lot of times it's the latter. They're working against you. And in my in my opinion, if someone changes and I say someone has in a platform of a platform or a website changes their algorithm to try to filter out more and more search queries because they want it all to relate to their own business, right? They don't want people to pry into um, their platform. And and that's completely understandable, right? But, you know, then you kind of lean on a little bit more of a technical perspective, you know, as far as like reading code, reading HTML or uh, JSON or base 64 arguments, stuff like that, because the information is still there. It's just coded a lot more aggressively, right? So you got to be able to just kind of unpack it and see what it results in and, um, you know, see how you can benefit from that as much as possible. And you want to be super careful not to violate any terms and conditions. Obviously, you want to follow the law, you want to be ethical, (laughs) all that stuff. And some things you're not going to be able to do. Some things you're going to be like, you know what, I have the skill set to do this, but it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's when you got to step back and realize, okay, it's not 
worth this, right? Because there's other avenues of gaining the information, right. or you can just go back to uh, uh, street smarts, you know, old fashioned surveillance. Right. Um, you know, there's always another avenue. In my opinion, there's always another option. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you can walk away or walk into a situation with a little bit more of a, a technical mindset, again, to read code and understand uh, a little bit more of kind of cryptic terminology, that would be, you've got a leg up on that. And sure. that's what you have to identify, you know, how much is is enough, right? Because I don't have a degree in IT. I'm not an IT guy. I'm definitely not a computer guy. I just happen to have a skill set with being able to carve out particular information in cyber investigations. And I make a clear delineation between you know, what I do and what API inherently does through my efforts and Mike's efforts. We are not cybersecurity folks. We're cyber investigators, right? right. Or rather the firm, the firm is cyber investigations, right? Um, because I don't know cybersecurity too well. Um, you know, I can't talk to you too much about, you know, um, I don't know, installing a firewall and making sure that's copacetic and penetration testing. I don't, I don't do that stuff. Well, what we do do through the firm is cyber investigations. And that is where we kind of, uh, you know, like I said, we like to think that we have a leg up on other firms because of the background that we bring right. to the uh, investigative table. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're definitely right. I think there's, uh, there's again, like I said before, there's value to that, right? Um, someone's paying for your, uh, for your expertise in, in doing all that. And, you know, I, I, I think that, the people that succeed in this is definitely are definitely folks that go in with a game plan. I mean, this is a, a, a theme that and I've interviewed so many people on the show, so many really good investigators that I just, I respect the heck out of them. And, you know, it's always like just through talking to them, that game plan that they have. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to check this off my list. I'm stuck on this. I'm not really sure on this part. Okay. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to keep going and we'll come back to that later. And it's like working your way through and having that process as you attack something in confidence, you know, instead of like, oh my God, I can cover everything. Like, where do I go next? This, this job's completely stressing me out. Like, that's not a way yeah. to do things. And I think you also brought up an interesting point before about, you know, being able to, to find something or knowing how to find something, but knowing that it's a gray area and it could potentially not only get you in trouble, but get your client in trouble. And knowing when to pump the brakes on that is something that's really important too. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, respecting the power that you have and understanding that, hey, I may get uh, subpoenaed to testify on this stuff and I got to go in there with a clear conscience and be able to say with 100% certainty, I didn't break the, the law, right? Or I didn't bend the rules too much where, you know, it's not going to come back and haunt me or, or at least create the perception where, you know, your adversarial attorney can paint a picture of you being unethical. Cause that's another challenge that we have in that industry, in this industry, you know, Oh, you're an investigator. You must be doing something, something shady. You know, it's like, no, this is the methodology that I followed. This is how I did everything. And I'll explain to you how I got from point A to point B. Right. Uh, so I think that's something that's another challenge we face, right. Uh, having that stigma and, and getting over it. It is. And that goes with what I said earlier, like how much is enough. Right. And I was talking about education back then, but with, with this context, how much is enough, right? How much, um, how much effort do you put into it to get enough information without violating anyone's terms and conditions or certainly the law or any kind of ethical rules out there, right? You, you never want to be questioned. I mean, I've been an investigator for 
uh, a little over 18 years. And I, I never want something to come up and unravel everything that I did because, you know, Matt, you know, investors, <clears throat> people in investigations, people that own investigations companies, you know, they're only as good as their word. Yeah, credibility is everything. Great that, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, there's a trust factor to it and that trust can fall apart in a second, right? Sure. And it takes years to build up. And if you've built it up in several years or, or you know more than that, um, and then you lose the trust, it's not safe to say that you're ever going to get that trust back. You know, you might be able to get a little bit of that trust back after a lot of hard work, but um, you might lose it all entirely. And frankly put, it's just not worth it, Matt. It yeah. really isn't. It doesn't matter what case is in front of you. It doesn't matter what invoice you're trying to push out or get paid. It's just not worth it. And I recognize that. And I never want my results to be questioned right. um, in that aspect, right? I want to make sure that I deliver a solid um, conclusion to my client as much as I can, right? Because, you know, as you're unraveling uh, a situation, you know, you're unbiased, right? And you're the collector of information. Now, you can't help if that information makes your client look good or not good, right? Um, or seem apathetic, right? Which can be bad, but um, you don't you don't control that. Right. And you don't want to control that. You want to collect the information, deliver it to your client, and they have their legal department figure out how they want to engage further. Sure. And, um, you know, one thing that I, I like to do is, you know, I have systems, I have long-term visions with a lot of what I do, I definitely can't say everything that I do, but I really try to look at things as a puzzle or a piece of something. Because I'll tell you what, stepping down from a company where I helped manage 400 investigators across the globe to, you know, starting over and building something at, at Facebook and then starting over again and building my own thing with All Points Investigations, it was slightly terrifying. But, right. you know, it's it really adds to something which is my own interest and, um, you know, Mike's interest and just our ability or need and desire to, to help other people, right, through clients and, and trainings and stuff like that. And you really got to take it as one bite at a time, right? How do you eat an elephant bite at a time, right? right. Um, you, you just have to because otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed. You know, I mean, I'm trying to build a business and I got to contact current clients. I got to contact new prospective clients. I got to fill spots for investigators. I got to build the business. I got admin duties to, to complete and stuff. I mean, there's a plethora of items that I have to tend to, right? Even if I task it out to somebody like Mike and I come together and we task out to each other, we still have to keep an eye on that. You've got to review it. Um, of course. And that's not yeah. to say that yeah. he's going to fall down. Right. I'm sorry. You have to review it. <laughs> I mean, you, you exactly. task it out, but you still have to you know, review the product when it comes back and make sure it's exactly. Up to par. And, and that's yeah. nothing against Mike or myself. It's right. just, you know, it's, it's something that we have to do as business owners. Right. Sure. But you, you have to do that. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to allow stuff to just eat at you. And you're frankly going to just kind of get frozen by fear. Because it's a lot of stuff to do. What if I fail here? What if I fail there? And that's terrifying. It really is. But um, you have to just move forward. You know, the best, what do they say? You know, being brave is not being afraid. Being brave is being afraid, but deciding to do something about it, sure. right? Um, so that's exactly how I like to look at things um, when I take on a new adventure. Is just, you know, it's this is a monster in front of me. It's a mountain of uh, opportunity. Um, or uh, challenge, right? Um, but you dip at you, you chip at it uh, little by little, 
um, mm-hmm. to make it as palatable as possible. And you go from one success to the next. You know, obviously you can build short-term goals into your long-term agenda because if you keep your eye on the ball on the horizon, that's great that you've got the vision, but you won't get anything done. Ideas don't get done. Sure. Goals get done. Sure. Right. So um, you want to make sure that you do have that long-term vision. Have your your eye on the horizon, right? But also don't let the little things fall to the wayside because success is cyclical, right? So today's goal is going to help me grow and be confident to tackle tomorrow's goal and subsequent, right, from there. Um, So it's really advantageous to really build up the mindset of, you know what, I don't know how I'm going to tackle this, but I'm going to tackle it. Yeah. You know, I had a, a, a manager of mine a very long time ago, and he said something to me that I can never forget. And I really thank him to this very day for instilling it in me. You know, he said, Chris, um, go. I came to him with a problem. and I had no clue how to get to it. So I came to him and I, I said, hey, how do I do this? <laughs> he looked at me and smiled. He said, Chris, I have no idea. <laughs> this was the guy that was like, okay, he's going to help me solve this, right? And he terrified me when he said that. And this was a very well-known uh, individual. He was a celebrity, and I was his director of security yeah. in, in Chicago. And um, I really looked up to this guy, and it terrified me when he said that. But yeah. His advice funny. just really picked up the pieces for me. And sure. to this day, this was a very long time ago, to this day I operate that way. He said, Chris, go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. And I thought that's so simplistic, but that's really um, an awakening. It's it's really how anyone should operate. If you're in school, if you've got a nine to five job, you know, if you're building a business, because we don't have all the answers. And once you acknowledge that, you do yourself a service um, to to really say, okay, I don't know everything, but I'm going to position myself with people that can help me out because collectively we can get through it. And it's okay to not know something. It's okay to not know the answer, but, you know, delve into it, figure it out as best as you can. And you'll make the ideas to make magic happen. Right. And sometimes you'll get it wrong and that's okay. As long as you learn from it and you continue on, that's, what's really important. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down as long as you're progress, you're uh, progressing and you continue on. Right. And you don't make, obviously there's some, things that you don't want to do but you know like we talked about being unethical sure. doing anything illegal stuff like that but really that's the mindset to have and that's what helped me go from you know position of managing over 400 investigators to where i'm at now and uh being at a position to say you know what i can do this and like i said the momentum that we've created with all points investigations is really um it's really exciting and it's going really well for us. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, one of the things you, you kind of touched on it real briefly, or at least a the theme of it anyways, and I really want to hammer it home here because I think it's a good point. Uh, it's something I've been saying for, for a very long time, especially when I started having the realization that I don't want to be the guy out in the field every day. Understanding the word analyst and what it means <laughs> and having them at your disposal, you know, it's like you work something through to you get to that point where you're on the horizon, right? And I've done all I can do. I can't do any more, but I know there's more to do out there. Now I'm going to hire somebody, <laughs> you know, to, to finish the job for yeah. me. Uh, and I and I know they will do the job that they need to do. And I know they'll do it better than me because their skill set in that particular area is superior to where my skill set is. You know, I can't have the, the, the best skill set on everything out there. 
you know, I'm good at what I do and knowing your limitations and knowing how to bring in that, that extra set of eyes, that extra, you know, brain or two, you know, to, to brainstorm, that's how you get success. You know, so I think, you know, that, that methodology of tackling problems in this industry, you always start with yourself and you take the tools that you've amassed through your education, continuing education and whatnot, and you work it, right? You work it to a point where you can't work it anymore. And then the smart guys or girls that, that do this stuff tap into those analysts and say, hey, I'm going to send this out to you. This is what I've done so far, and I need you to finish it up for me. And you move on to your next project, and you let them do, do what they need to do. You pay them their wage for doing, and you bill accordingly, right? Those are the people that are successful in our industry. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's exactly what you said, you know, it's great to know your strengths, but it's that much more important and that much more valuable to know your limitations because everybody likes to toot their own horn and, Hey, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. And that's okay. But, you know, it's really commendable to really know your limitations and fill the gap in, you know, with your weaknesses or your opportunities with people that can effectively do that. Right. Right. Um, Then you've got the trust level, right. Uh, You know, I'm so on hand, such an on hands person that I'm afraid to walk away. What if they don't do it the way that I want it done? Well, guess what? They won't. Yeah. And that's that's okay. (laughs) And they're going to solve your problem because they're not doing it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And that's slightly terrifying too, because you're like, but I know my business. I know, you know, this team, I know the department's goal, whatever it may be that you're working on, you know, but you have to acknowledge that, no, they're not going to do it Chris Salgado's way or Mike Diorio's way. You know, they're going to do it their way, but guess what? It's still going to get done and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to arrive as a team to that goal. And it's just going to be that much more satisfying to you because one, you've got, you've built a trusted partner, right? And then two, you know, you've taken something off of your plate to not become inundated like we talked about before and just kind of being frozen in fear because there's so much to do, right? You look over your shoulder and then, well, I've selected a team of three people, four people, five people, a dozen people to help me get from point A to point B. Now what's the next challenge, right? Right. And you just build build something bigger and better uh, than it was, uh, you know, yesterday. So it's really good to know your limitations and that's really not a weakness. Um, It's something that empowers your your agenda you as a person and frankly put it empowers the individual that you get to help you inside of your weaknesses or your opportunities you know i don't like to just get people to do that even i take it a step further and ask them hey what do you want to do today you're doing this for me and i appreciate that but what do you want to do how can i get you to where you want to be and hopefully it's in with it's within the same ecosystem whether it's you know an employer or all points investigations but if not then you know we'll rock it together as much as we can and once we have to uh part ways i want to help you out as much as i can you know you're building all points investigations we have um partnerships with companies out there and organizations out there frankly um that we really help out with trainings um as much as we can and and you know, mentorships as well. And uh, we do that because we want to help people, right? Because I remember over 18 years ago when I got my first in-house investigator job, uh, my first taste of investigations, I didn't know a thing about investigations. Before then, I had a, a bunch of years as a customer service manager. Well, 
I, I shifted gears because someone gave me an opportunity, right? They could have easily said what everybody else says. Where am I going to, you know, I can't take you on, Chris, because you don't have experience. Well, how do I get the experience if right. you give me the opportunity to get yeah. the experience? This is a question Quandary. that every job applicant <laughs> asks, right? Yeah. Um, especially in the investigations field, sure. right? We all say, hey, you need investigations experience, but how do they get that? So, so again, just as someone gave me a chance, over 18 years ago, I want to give somebody a chance and mentor them as much as I can. You know, if I can make their road a little less bumpy than mine was, I'm definitely down for. We're going to wind down shortly um, on this, but I I just want to drive home a couple more points here because I think we're, we're kind of vibing here in a, in a, in a good direction, right? So the, the next question, the next obvious question is, okay, so how do I find these people? How do I find these analysts and how do I do this? Well, the, the answer is very simple, right? You join your state association you subscribe to PI Magazine and you read articles uh, written by Chris and other people there that'll teach you how to do stuff. And you, you go out and you network, right? You go to the events, right? You go when they have events right now and everything's virtual, but we'll be back to doing the in-person stuff eventually. You got to go to those things and you got to join not only your, your state association, but the national associations, you know, the World Association of Detectives, the NCISS, NALI, and you build your relationships. You invest in vehicles that are going to make you better at what you do. For example, the investigator's toolbox, right? Shameless plug here. I don't care. I'll say it right now, right? This is how you go and you get better in the stuff that you do. When you find people like Chris and other people in the community that have this passion of making us better as a whole, that's how you're going to find your success. That's how you're going to solve your problem. And that's how you're going to meet that person that's going to solve the problem for you. So I think that's really, really important. This is how you're going to meet the people that are going to help you solve your problems. Simply, you know, you go to the osmosis yeah. conferences, you, you do the cybercraft summits, you do the things that are out there uh, and you don't sit there like a bump on a log when you go, you participate, right? That's, uh, that's really important too. Things like that is how you're going to get to the next level. Yeah, and it it always boggles my mind to hear that investigators don't belong to associations. Investigators don't go to conferences, or even it's easier these days go to a virtual conference. Everything's virtual. Right? You sit in <laughs> yeah. front of your laptop, and yeah. there you go. You yeah. never leave your house, right? It, it always boggles my mind because I'm thinking like, okay. Well, how busy are you? And I've talked to these investigators throughout several, several years. I'm like, okay, how busy are you? Well, we're, we're not doing too well. Well, what do you ascribe that to? And uh, they say, well, clients just aren't calling us. Well, do they know who you, who you are? Exactly. Are you remaining relevant in the field? Because I don't care what you know today, and myself included. I don't care what I know today. I need to know more tomorrow. Right. Whatever it is, cyber investigations, uh, the best methodology and updated methodology to, to conduct surveillance, SIU investigations, uh, accident scene investigations, interviews, mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. You know, you have to remain relevant. The brand protection industry is more of a niche, but, it, you know, it's small, but you still got to remain relevant. You know, the clients are going <laughs> the clients are going are not going to knock down your door with requests. You know, you got to go to them. You got to pitch why you right. you think that they should uh, give you a case and you got to remain relevant. Right. And um, and everything that you said is a way for them to to, uh, to network to stay relevant, right? To get uh, tips from more seasoned investigators, to get referrals from people. And it's a two-way street. You know, you give them referrals for stuff that's not really within your wheelhouse and vice versa. It it just sets up a really great camaraderie inside the industry. And, you know, if I may jump on on your train with that investigator's toolbox, you know, it's, that's a great resource for a lot of heads to come together and say, Hey, this is how we can help you with 
expertise or uh, referrals or, or resources, anything like that. I mean, I, I just think wholeheartedly it's so advantageous to spend uh, the time and the money to make sure that you market yourself and you remain relevant, uh, whether that's CEUs or, you know, continue training elsewhere. Sure. Um, it's just something that you have to do. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that if you maintain that um, that discipline, it really is going to pay off for you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. And th- there are folks in the industry that really have this passion of, you know, helping the investigative community get better as a whole. Uh, it's there, people. You know, you just got to look. You got to make the effort to find it and really dig into it. So, Chris, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? They can uh, access our website, allpointsinv.com, for allpointsinvestigations.com. Christopher Salgado under LinkedIn. They can send us an email direct at info at allpointsinv.com. Again, you know, we're we're definitely there and willing to help people, and certainly that goes for clients and um, you know prospective partnerships with other investigators. Sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and thanks for participating in my one year anniversary show. I appreciate that. I want to thank everybody. Yeah, actually, congratulations. Yeah, That's thanks. Awesome. Thank you. I want to really thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show, and the the way this show is is growing like weeds. It's humbling, man. It's really, really cool. The notes that I'm getting from, from people and the excitement behind the show. And, you know, it's guests like you, Krista, come on and, and you're just real about what you do. That sincerity, it, it shows through on the guests, right? And this, this is what our community wants to hear. They want to hear about all this stuff. So, yeah. So thank you guys for taking the time. Stick around, listen to the uh, outro here. And, um, you know, one year anniversary, we're going to give away two, two memberships to the Investigator Toolbox to two lucky fans here. So thanks everyone for listening. Check out um, our show on Thursday. We're continuing with Quick Hits. We'll see you guys on our next regular show on Monday. Take care and have a good day. What a great show today. Can you imagine what it was like investigating Cambridge Analytica at Facebook in 2016? We want to thank Chris for joining us and sharing so much today. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Delve Point, and our new sponsor, USABugsweeps.com, for supporting the show. Have you checked out the investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount won't last long. Use code PIP201836. That's PIP201A36 to save even more. Catch Matt teaching about investigatorstoolbox.com at the Cybercraft Summit on October 1st and 2nd. You can register for free at cybercraftsummit.com. If you have a question or comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. Our next show is Quick Hit Segment with Daniel Clemens. Daniel joins Matt to talk about his role at the Osmosis Conference this year. Check it out this Thursday. We'll be back on Monday with a new show. Stay safe out there, everyone. Hey, are you still there? Come closer. Well, congrats. Here's the scoop on how to win a free one-year membership to investigatorstoolbox.com. The first listener to email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com with the phrase, Joey, you're the best, wins. It's that simple. Want to win a two-year free membership? Use your snooping skills and find the name of the song used in the Osmosis Quick Hit segments intro and outro. 
The first listener to correctly ID the song and artist wins a two-year membership for free. Good luck.